0: Good morning and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, Squirrel Hill, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict Amore Parish in the Hill District. Thank you for being with us this morning. Summer break is a time to refresh for our students, teachers, and administrators, but it's also a time to reset the button. And today we're reflecting on the recent school year its challenges and the solutions our faith provides within those challenges but before we get started i want to give a big thank you out to our generous sponsors of catholic education plus sam and judy spanos and also the catholic diocese of pittsburgh and here in studio with me i am so fortunate to have the dynamic duo with me michelle peduto our superintendent of catholic schools and sharon lachlan brown our assistant superintendent of diocesan schools with us this morning good morning to both of you good
1: morning father tom good morning father. boy i hit
0: the jackpot with the dynamic duo uh, both <laughs> of you here with me this morning so welcome Thanks. now obviously the challenges of the past year were many um, and there weren't unique to the diocese of pittsburgh so michelle and sharon i want to just offer your takeaways from this past school year and reflect on 2022, 2023. So, would you like to chime in, Michelle? I'll start with you first. Sure.
2: Every year is full of challenges, mm. that's for sure. When you're dealing with 11,000 students, uh, 1,100 teachers, and then when you take those students and multiply at least by two, when we look at additional family members, it's a lot of people. And for the most part, our years are, are very productive. Um, I'm blessed to say our students are very safe. Uh, but we certainly have things that come up along the way and um, we've seen our share of tragedies in the past mm-hmm. few years and our, our we've seen a lot of successes, a lot of things that we can celebrate. But today we'll talk a little bit about both. I guess mm-hmm. we'll share with you some both sides of that uh, that coin. so and I would ag-
1: yes, I would agree that um, Summer is a time to reset and also reflect, not just, of course, on the many successes and challenges, but we always want to try to do better. And so it's a great time for us to say, what were our challenges and how can we move forward and make sure that we address those as we begin a new year so that um, we're ready to combat new challenges and um, look, learn from those things that we have dealt with in the past year.
0: And as I was talking right before we went on the air this morning, um, I can't believe we're like halfway through summer already. Slow and I down. can't believe how quick you know the whole year, half the year is gone. So this is kind of like halftime for all of us, and especially those in the schools. Uh, summer time is a good time to really reset, reevaluate relook, but also move forward. And this is a good time of year to, mm-hmm. to do that, to recharge the battery, of course, but also to reset the button. And we're blessed that our diocesan schools have the many strengths to draw upon. Uh, enrollment is rising. There's a peaked interest in our Catholic schools from a performance standpoint with the academics, the sports, and all the varied activities. But it's also the morals and the faith in God attracting even more students and providing a safety net from all the noise and the storms of this life. Um, For both of you, are you hearing this uh, on the enrollment end for new families that are coming in, Michelle?
2: Yes, we are hearing that they're coming because of the faith and the morals and Mm -hmm. and the clarity, the clarity that we offer in the face of all of the secular challenges that we have right now. And we are are Catholic schools, obviously, um, but we... And we, we adhere to our Catholic teaching in a way that should provide clarity for our students and for our faculty and for our parents. So we are hearing that as one of the reasons. And as you cited, our academic right. excellence is uh, really without comparison. We We do so well academically extracurricularly we, we offer more and more all the time at each one of our elementary schools and certainly our high schools have a wide variety of extracurricular that that appeal to any student so any and every so we um, we are very proud of that and we we don't rest on our laurels we're continually trying to improve but we do rest on our laurels as far as our clarity of mission. Mm. And we're, we do uh, offer what we offer with no compromise. And uh, sure. that's what we do. And,
1: of course, summer is a time where we watch enrollment very closely yeah. as we plan for the new year. And so just like we are, our families, we know it is um, a difficult challenge, um, that there are sacrifices to be made, and we're continually trying to make sure that The product is well worth those sacrifices and try to help our families by looking for all kinds of new ways to help with financial um, aid, tuition assistance for them. And so through these months, we definitely watch our enrollment and want our families who are struggling with any decision about enrollment to reach out to us and their principals so that we can Try to make sure any family that wants to stay in Catholic schools can do so.
0: That's important too. That's uh, obviously we never want to turn away people because of uh, their financials. And if they really want a good quality Catholic education in a loving, safe environment, um, there's a will, there's a way. We'll we'll help you and. Um, I have three schools in my two parishes, and I was at Sister Thea Bowman in Wilkinsburg this past week talking to our principal, Dave Barr. And in the uh, office, they have uh, all the sheets of each of the class- classes classes. And enrollment is, in ri- is rising in Wilkinsburg, which was really great to hear that people are coming in and really they're shopping. They, they want a good alternative. Uh, obviously, there are many choices where I am in the East End, but they really want that good quality Catholic education, safe, loving, nurturing environment. And that was really good to hear uh, from where I'm at um, over here in the East End that uh, people there are options available and we never want to turn people away just because of the cost and we give them that option. Absolutely. Now, now uh, Sharon and Michelle swatting uh, school security and social media, of course, were among the big three challenges that impacted us at home this year, literally right down the street from me uh, in Oakland. It was a mirror of what is happening, unfortunately, around the country. Uh, we saw the swatting incident at central catholic that also affected oakland catholic which is right up the street from the two schools and while these are not new issues they're unlike anything that we've dealt uh, as kids and they're causing uh, massive disruptions trauma and anxiety how did we handle this and what is the faith solution and where do we go from here so
2: I, I think we handled it very well when it happened. It, as as uh, we all remember, it was quite a shock mm-hmm. when schools started getting these messages. And, and they knew very early on that this was some kind of a hoax. It was something that was happening in multiple places. But you just never know what the ultimate purpose is for this type of activity. So we everyone followed the exact plans that they had in place, we were complimented both at Oakland and at Central mm-hmm. for their ability to do so. And we, we had other schools that we put on a soft lockdown because of this, just the uh, the warnings, the, the messages we were getting at Central and Oakland. So we actually put all our diocesan schools on soft lockdown just to be on alert, um, I think we handled it very well. Again, you learn from every single incident, and we correct sure. immediately yeah. from that. We had wonderful professionals on hand. Some, In one case, we had someone there that day that was consulting with the administration on security mm-hmm. and got to be part of this whole thing wow. and walked away saying, you did a great job, which is you're hearing that from an expert. so So that was very good. But it also arises the anxiety of parents, and I understand that completely as a parent as a grandmother now, um, we're very sensitive to that we should be. While it is rare that it happens in any school, it does happen. And it uh, this came on the heels of the Christian school in Kentucky. So um, so we were hearing from many, many parents about different ideas that they thought would improve the security of their particular school. We are happy to say that we will have a diocesan security coordinator. uh, And that will trickle down through our schools as well. And that will be in place, we hope, by the fall of this year to to look at all those pieces. Because while parents are well intended, their suggestions are not often exactly what's needed. Um, It's Often it's a quick quick fix. you know, It's putting film on windows. It's doing different things. But without seeing the big picture, it's hard to say that's the best thing to do. So we are working on those things. What are the best things to do to keep our students safe and secure? I think that definitely we're all excited about the hiring
1: of the diocesan security person who can work with us, just with our parishes and all of our schools. And I think as far as moving forward Again, learning from that, I was recently talking to a parent of a student um, at Central, and she reminded um, me that many of the students, even though help was available initially, that we want to be mindful of those students who may not necessarily be able to be Um, forthright about Mm -hmm. what kind of anxiety that caused. And so for us to be aware as we start a new school year that some of that may come back because it really was a very traumatic um, experience for those kids. And through all of the great things that came from it about how we were able to we did so well for it. We don't just say, okay, that was then and it's over. We just continue to try to be aware. And that was a good reminder that some of these kids may need some ongoing reminders oh, of their safety. So,
0: all right, yeah, we're going to have definitely. to take a break. We have lots more to talk about. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Bark, pastor at St. Benedict Moore Parish in the Hill District and also at St. Mary Madeline Parish in the East End. And this morning we are reflecting on the year's challenges and strengths of our uh, diocesan Catholic schools. And with me, I'm very blessed to have Michelle Peduto, our superintendent of Catholic schools, and Sharon Lachlan-Brown, the assistant superintendent, uh, with us. And um, ladies, we were uh, talking about uh, the safety of our schools and Issues uh, like these all have contributed in part also to a nationwide teacher-administrator uh, shortage. How do we attract uh, teachers and administrators who want to educate but also live and lead with faith in God?
2: Well, I think we continue to put our message out, continue to put our mission out, that, that this is who we are. And God does provide. I will say that. We are, we are seeing an increased number of vacancies this year. We are seeing it in the teacher ranks, and we are seeing it the administrator ranks. I believe uh, by the end of this month, without any further announcements, we'll have seven new principals at the elementary level. Wow. That's nearly, that's a little under 33% of our staff as a turnover. So a little under, it's more like 20 per, 25%, but that's still a significant amount for us. And we get those questions from parents, I do want to make sure parents understand we live in a different age. We live in an age where people do not stay in jobs like they used to. Our our last um, religious sister, uh, actually our last one just got reassigned to her home base in Philadelphia. And she was one of our younger religious. Mm-hmm. And so we were very sad to see her go. And then we had one other left and she retired after 62 years of service. And I as parents look at their own lives, people do not stay in jobs now. Now, when you add to that the security, um, the worries about security, even though it doesn't happen in your school, you're still thinking about the possibilities. You're still doing the drills. You're still, there's still that responsibility that's placed on teachers. And there's a responsibility to be placed on teachers to be heroes we have that expectation that the teachers, that's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of stress. They're burned out, they are just burned out. Now when you add to that an, an open job market now, many teachers are leaving for other professions, administrators as well, they're taking their talents and they're just putting them in a different place. Mm-hmm. They are looking for more compensation because the cost of living is going up. Sure. So it's there's so many different pieces here. It doesn't necessarily mean that people leaving didn't like Catholic education or didn't love being part of our system. It's that there are other priorities related to their health, their well-being, their family's well-being that they have to consider, and so they move on. And so God has blessed us that we, we seem to always have people coming in, um, and we we nurture them, we mentor them, we provide professional development for them so that they will stay with us. But ultimately, we're subject to the same demands of, that society places on everyone. And our teachers feel that, our administrators feel that. that I, administrators come to me all the time and say, I wish I could stay. I wish I could stay, but I just can't. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're kind of caught in that, that area of, well, if we raise our salaries to be competitive with the public schools, we'll have to triple tuition.
0: So it's it's a so it's very that, difficult, right? yeah. It's a very challenging.
2: Fix.
1: Share anyone add anything? I think that was mm-hmm. well said. Yeah, everything. Right. I think that it's also important, just like we're aware of our students' um, mental and emotional and spiritual health, that we do the same for our teachers, and we're aware of that, and we can, you know, work hard to try to support them as well.
2: I would add one thing, and that is for parents, for everyone, to remember that we are all human beings. And so often the pressure placed on teachers to be perfect, to be absolute, to be heroes, to be perfect, mm-hmm. is is Do a lot to live yeah. up to. And so I think we have to allow that we're all human beings, that we all make mistakes, that we're all just trying on that pathway to heaven, we're all trying to get there together and to be gracious and to be loving, and to offer forgiveness and not con- condemnation. And I think that's very important, not to add to the stress that's already in place, but to all of us to contribute to the well-being of each other.
0: We're living in that post-COVID world right now and you know there's several professions that are shortage the police you know i come from a police family um my my father's retired and my brother-in-law is still currently serving but um he he can retire very soon and you go to any of the restaurants i saw a a sign at a local restaurant said the new pandemic um server shortage so everywhere that you go um obviously there's priest shortage uh, always has been, you know, so it's, this is the new pandemic. It's not just in education, but in, in a lot of uh, businesses, you know, and we just have to be patient and kind of be flexible. It's we're living in a different world now coming out of COVID and obviously our schools have been definitely affected by that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there were lots of positives for our Catholic schools coming out of the pandemic. Out of a negative, there's always a positive. Um, Our schools remained open and in person longer than many of our public and private uh, counterparts. The diocese saw an influx of students whose families were looking for a new path of education. And some of the students came to us um, with learning loss. What's the process of catching up? And are, are we there?
1: So I think that what's important is that we are constantly assessing our students, both our current students and those that are coming in. And so um, learning loss, while we performed, the Catholic schools did perform um, far better, less learning loss, there is um, the possibility of that across all of our students from that. So I think that we make sure that we assess where students are, and then we use intervention and all kinds of things to try to make sure that we are true to our continuous progress um, philosophy Mm -hmm. of the schools.
2: And it is about meeting students where they are, and I think we have in our heads that we want to catch everybody up. Everybody needs to catch up, but you know, you can only learn long division so quickly, right? <laughs> so it's not like I can say, okay, we're going to do, we're going to learn long division now in two days instead of uh, two weeks. We're going to, we're going to learn. Uh, Quantum physics, we're going to learn that in a month instead of a year because we've got to catch you up. That doesn't work with learning. That's not how it works. We all know that as adults. We know that we're not capable of catching up that quickly. But meeting students where they are and and moving them along appropriately to where they are, um, and that avoids a lot of frustration and anxiety on the part of parents and students as well.
0: Yeah, and and kudos to all of you for for really keeping the the engine running you know and it, i heard it from multiple multiple families uh, throughout the diocese how the catholic schools really did a tremendous job with staying open in person we wanted to be clean and sanitized and safe the maintenance and, and cleaning personnel uh, all of the, the pastors and administrators yeah, everybody worked hard together to keep the ball rolling and, and that's that's what you know i can understand about the kids that weren't in school obviously there is some setbacks and there is no cookie cutter approach to get everybody to catch up it's going to be going to take years uh, for everybody to get back on on the right path but kudos to the catholic school system for all that they did and it's a it's a learning curve and you kind of evaluate what you did and I think all of us, we can pat ourselves on the back to say, hey, we did the best that we can with the information that we had. And just wonderful, wonderful to keep our schools operating and up and running. And many of the families who came uh, into our schools over, during the pandemic have stayed because they loved uh, what they were doing. So Sharon, welcome the uh, assistant superintendent and Michelle Perdue, our superintendent of Catholic schools. Thanks for being with us this morning.
1: Thank you. having us.
0: We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our plus segment, we are featuring the 15th Sunday of Ordinary Time and talking about being in the middle of the summer season, middle of the calendar. We hear the beautiful parable in Matthew's gospel of the sower and the seed. And Jesus tells this story about uh, the dirt farmer. And to his point of the goal of being a disciple is not to produce a a great harvest, but simply sow the seed and let God take care of, of it. And obviously, we've had a really interesting summer. We had a big drought and hot and sticky and humid. And then just recently, these last several weeks, around the 4th of July holiday and beyond, all these big torrential downpours and heavy storms. And the word of God cannot transform us, but move us into action. And just as rain nourishes the earth, God's word nourishes us. When God's word enters us, we change and we grow. And the parable of the sower and the seed is a reminder for all of us that we need to be loved and to be nurtured and that we can grow into bigger and better things. And this parable invites us to consider what kind of sowers are we? and what kind of soil are we? It could be rocky, or are we thorny, or are we rich in soil. So let's be savoring with the, the waters of the heavens and help us to grow into bigger and better things. And I want to thank Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh for sponsoring us. We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio.